Welcome to our sermon podcast here at City of Light Anglican Church. We are a new church in Aurora, Illinois, finding a new day in Jesus. We want to see the light of Jesus rise and shine in our hearts, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Father Trevor. We'll be looking today at that passage that Taylor just read from Ephesians 1. So if you turn in your Bibles uh, to Ephesians 1, and if you don't have a Bible with you, that's fine. We've got one on the chairs uh, spread around, and you'll find Ephesians 1 on page 1487. 1487. So let's turn together as we study this passage. Um, Today is the day we celebrate the ascension of Jesus. And we read in Acts 1 that 40 days after Jesus is raised from the dead, actually ascends up into heaven. So that 40 days ago was this past Thursday, and we celebrate that today. And then we read in Acts uh, 1 that it's 50 days after Jesus' resurrection that he sends his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And so next Sunday is 50 days from Easter, the Feast of Pentecost. And I've just been thinking through the past six weeks since Easter. Do you, do you remember celebrating Easter? It feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? 40 days, wow. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus, for those 40 days, was regularly appearing to his followers, eating with them, teaching them. Imagine all the things you've done in the last 40 days, all the times you've spent with your coworkers or with your family or with your friends. And then imagine Jesus with you for all of that time, teaching you in person after having died. It's incredible to think about, isn't it? And as we walk through kind of the church calendar, which is basically saying we want to order our time by the gospel, we get to in real time experience some of these things that Jesus' first followers experienced. So today we celebrate Jesus' ascension. And at first it seems like a bit of a strange thing to celebrate. What is this ascension about? Jesus is is leaving, isn't he? I read an article from 2013 about how Apple as a company responded after they lost their leader. Um, Steve Jobs passed away in 2011, and this article is kind of chronicling what it calls the Apple stock crash. So in 2013, USA Today Money uh, wrote this, The Apple stock crash is reaching a historic order of magnitude, shaking the faith of investors who piled on in large part because of Steve Jobs. Shares were down 44%, which had obliterated $291.2 billion in shareholder wealth. So Apple as a company had a hard time surviving past the life of its founder. But for us as people in the Jesus movement, as followers of Jesus, Jesus' ascension, it doesn't cripple his movement. It doesn't stop it. It actually releases it. Because when Jesus leaves, he doesn't leave us. When Jesus leaves, he actually is more present with us through the coming of his Holy Spirit. We've been, uh, since Easter, talking about how to have life in Jesus. And one of the verses we've been using comes to us from John chapter 14, verse 20, and it's this. In that day, 
you will know that I'm in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And Jesus is talking about that day when he goes back to the Father in heaven, and the Holy Spirit comes down and fills us. He says, in that day, you will know I'm in you, and you're in me. See, Jesus leaves so we can have more union with him, so we can be closer to him so that he's in us and we're in him. And if we're in him, he's in heaven right now. And so we are in the kingdom of heaven. And if he's in us, then his kingdom of heaven is here on earth right now. See what happens? There's a portal opened up between earth and heaven so that God's kingdom plan, his kingdom mission can be fulfilled in us as he builds a kingdom family with a kingdom inheritance. That is what it means that God has raised Jesus up to be our king. So that's what we want to look at today. And this is what Paul wants us to understand from Ephesians 1. he's, He's desperate for us to know Jesus in this way. For us to know the kingdom of heaven reality that we live in. He he uses this beautiful phrase. He's praying for the saints that he's writing to. And in the spirit, he's praying for us as well. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is verse 17 in chapter 1, if you want to follow along as I read this. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. God wants us to know him. And Paul's praying that we would know God, having the eyes of our hearts enlightened. We can understand, we can be enlightened, we can can have our eyes opened to the glorious hope, to the riches of his inheritance, to him being in us and filling us and filling all. That's, That's what the Lord wants for us. So as we study this passage, let me just pray that the Lord would do that work in us today. Father, Son, Spirit, would you come and lighten our hearts? For those of us who know you, would you take us deeper into the mystery of the inheritance of your glorious riches? And for those here who are exploring what it means to follow Jesus, would you open our eyes and our hearts to all that you have for us in your kingdom. Amen. I'm gonna look at two ideas. We're in Jesus, Jesus is in us. And if we're in Jesus, then we have a kingdom family and a kingdom inheritance. And if he's in us, then he has a kingdom plan and we have a kingdom mission. So we're in Jesus. If we're in him and he has ascended to the Father, then our lives have a heaven identity, a heavenly citizenship. See, Jesus ascends to the Father so that humans can be with God again. Jesus ascends bodily to heaven. There is a human in heaven right now, a human body. Jesus, the God man, he's there. Never before has there been a human in the presence of God since Adam and Eve in the garden. But Jesus is fully there. In John 3, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, we read this a few weeks ago in our lectionary, he says, the only one that can ascend to the Father is the one who has descended from the Father. It's the fulfillment to another psalm that's often read today, 
Who can ascend the holy mountain of God? Jesus can. He is God who's come to earth so that he can bring earth back to heaven. Jesus is a human and God-man in heaven so that we, made in the image of God, can one day ascend into heaven. Which means right now, we have a heavenly family. Verse 18 Sorry, let's go to verse five first. Verse five of chapter one says, he chose us for adoption through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. He chose us for adoption into his family. He chose us for inheritance. I I like to read detective stories, um, Dorothy Sayers, G.K. Chesterton. They're some of my favorites. And there's even Sherlock Holmes sometimes, but there's there's this kind of idiom, there's this genre of detective stories that's the missing will type of story. Maybe you can even think of, of you know, a, a, a different modern equivalent like uh, CSI, it's just a modern detective story. The missing will, and what happens is someone passes away, and it's either natural or, you know, a crime, but they can't find the will. And if they can't find the will, then the person you might expect would get the inheritance. But if they can find the will, there might be a surprise. Someone we don't expect might get the inheritance. Here's the surprising will of God. That us, in our sin and in our brokenness, are not mere subjects in the kingdom of God. But we have been named in the will of God as heirs, as children. And that if If Jesus is king, then we are are adopted into a royal family and into a royal priesthood. It's the surprising will of God that he chose us for adoption. So God becomes our father, Jesus, our brother, and everyone in the family of God becomes our brothers and sisters. And what a joy it is to proclaim that truth when we together this morning get to gather as brothers and sisters in the Lord from two different churches in Aurora. Because there is one king and one father, and so there is one church. And I haven't met some of you before, but we are brothers and we are sisters. I like to think of our City of Light family as having different branches in our family tree. We've got our church in Aurora branch, where there is one church in Aurora, and we are all preaching the gospel and making disciples together. And then in our City of Light family, we have kind of a denominational family. We have an an Anglican church family here in the Midwest and and throughout the world. And so we have that branch of the family tree where we're brothers and sisters. But we all have the tree. We all have this large cosmic church throughout time and throughout geography all over the world where we are one in Jesus. And and this matters so much to God that he's building a family. That's what the gospel is about, about God building a family. Paul says just a little bit later in this this letter, there's one body and one spirit. You were called to one hope. You were called to one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God and Father of all who's over all and who's through all. Now, we see in our experience a lot of times where it doesn't seem like the church is one. 
But we have one God, and he calls us to live out the unity that is true in him. We have a kingdom family. And Jesus is the head, the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And we have a kingdom inheritance. Several people uh, I, I know in the last few years have actually received an inheritance. And it's so interesting to hear them talk about it because they often talk about it in the same way, like someone left me a little something or maybe someone said, I'm going to leave you something. It's not much, but I want to leave you an inheritance, maybe a few thousand dollars, maybe $10,000. Imagine someone pulling you aside and maybe kind of in a whisper saying, listen, there's an inheritance for you. And let me try to think of the word that describes it best. Glorious. It's like this inheritance, it's like every blessing from all of the riches of heaven. It's, um, let's see, what's the word? Uh, I guess, well, it's, it's immeasurable greatness. Yeah, that's what it is. It's um, more than you could ask or imagine. It's, uh, it's like, if, if I could describe it with an experience, I'd say it's like the experience of being dead and then having this powerful inheritance come upon you and then you're alive again. It's like resurrection. That's what this inheritance is. And it's been given to you. No, that's not the right word. It's been lavished on you. You're drowning in it. It's been poured all over you. That's the inheritance. Paul can't use strong enough language. It's verse, thir- uh, verse three. It's, it's every spiritual blessing in heaven. It's, it's, it's the fullness of God. God has given himself entirely to us. All of who he is. Paul starts to try to list it in verse seven. It's redemption through his blood. It's the forgiveness of his of our sins because his grace is so rich. It's, it's what he lavishes upon us. It's him making himself known to us. It's his plan. It's, it's his plan to bring all things into his inheritance. It's heaven now and in the world to come. This makes us a people who have been given everything by God and who give everything for God. The lavish generosity of the Father leads us to be so secure that we have a family in heaven, that we have a kingdom that we can give away like no one else without fear because we have an inheritance in the Father. We can live in a way that's worldly irresponsible because we have a kingdom inheritance because we can't even begin to comprehend the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of the inheritance of the kingdom of God. We have a kingdom family. We have a kingdom inheritance so that we can give everything away for God's kingdom plan and his kingdom mission. Jesus ascends to the Father so that we can be with God again, so that we can be in God in heaven, but Jesus also ascends so that God can be with us again. Heaven come down to earth. Through his spirit, God is 
filling the world with himself. We don't have less of Jesus because of the ascension. We have more of Jesus. We have more of him through the power of the Spirit. And this is all part of God's kingdom of heaven plan. Heaven is the place where all things are set right. Heaven is the place where there are no more tears of grief and sadness. Heaven is the place where war has been eradicated, where there is no more the reality of people living hungry, living in need. That's gone. Heaven is the place where no one is abused and no one is treated as less than. Heaven is the place where every life that God created is treated with the dignity of the image of God. Heaven is a place where we live and work and rest in peace, in the fullness and abundance of the life that God created us to live. That is heaven. And God's plan was for earth and heaven to be united, for earth to reflect heaven, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. His way, his love can be known among all nations. This is God's kingdom of heaven mission. And when Jesus ascends, he ascends to his throne in heaven where he's the king and where all authority has been given to him. Where? On earth and in heaven to bring about his mission. That is what God is up to in the world. It's his plan to bring it back together. And so he sends Jesus and Jesus comes back into heaven so that by the spirit, Jesus can be present in his church. What does Paul say? Verse 20, the power working in us to believe the great might that was worked in Christ that raised him from the dead, that seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, above every name that is named in this age and the age to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him as the head over all things to the church, which is his body. Jesus' body goes to heaven so that his body, the church, can be part of God bringing his heavenly kingdom here on earth through us, through the edge, through city of light, through the church in Aurora, through the church around the world and throughout the ages. Have you seen that movie uh, by Pixar, Monsters, Inc.? It's actually kind of old now. Um, it makes me feel old. Um, but there's, there's this monster realm and there's this human realm and the mon- monsters can create doors that connect the two so that when you go through one of these doors in the monster realm, you end up in the earth realm, right? Jesus comes from heaven to be the door. The door that brings us into God's presence, into heaven, but also the door that brings heaven to earth through us. It goes both ways because God has a kingdom of heaven plan and he sends us on a kingdom of heaven mission to bring his peace and his love and his goodness and his family and his inheritance to all people. Jesus couldn't have been more clear about this. It is the last thing he says before he ascends. In the first chapter of Acts, we hear it written one way. 
he says to them, I'm going to send you the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can tell everyone about my death and my resurrection and my ascension. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then he ascends. As he ascends, he gives us a mission. He says the same thing before his ascension in Matthew 28. Go, therefore, well, first, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So go and make disciples. Baptize them. Teach them all I've commanded, which is to say, teach them to make disciples, to baptize and teach them to make disciples so that all people can come into the kingdom of heaven. This is his plan. This is what the church is for. And Paul says a little bit later in Ephesians, in chapter four, he says, when Jesus ascended on high, he led a host of captives. It means he set us free, gave us a place in heaven, and he gave gifts. Gifts for the building up of the body, for the building up of the church, that we can do his mission, that we can make disciples. Jesus goes for our good. He leaves us so he can be more present because he has a mission to give us a family and inheritance because he has a plan to bring all of earth back into the love and the peace of heaven. He has a mission to send us on to invite people into that. Thanks for listening to this podcast from City of Light Anglican Church. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at cityoflightanglican.org. And now, may the light of Jesus scatter the darkness from before your path.